Welcome to February, what day is that? What day are we at? February, see the hard part of knowing the date for this is I have to, sorry, I'm just spitting up my gum. Um, again, constantly wasting or, or more so sacrificing gum for this endeavor. The hard part about the finding the date of this is I have to do math. So it's like whatever the date is today plus one day because then it comes out the next day and it's just now hitting me that i don't really have to record these like the day before i really could do it at any point in the week because again it's not really we're not really talking about you know topical topics topical creams or anything like that so i really i could have recorded this in 2016 and i'd be still talking about the same nonsense that i'm talking about now but yeah i guess i'm just kind of a last minute person I've really accepted that. You know, school, I think, teaches you little of actual content. We've gone over this, I think, in a recent episode of how, like, basically any test I took, I remembered the material for the test and then forgot just everything else, like, the second I took the test. But it really teaches you, like, your your habits, your learning styles, your just how you do things. And I learned two things. I learned that I'm a procrastinator just as it is. Like, I, I just am a procrastinator. I've tried to not be... It just doesn't work. My work is better if I do it the, the night before. And now, you could say, are you sure it's better? Here's my theory with procrastination. I could spend weeks writing a paper. Like, even if we look at, like, more recently, like, like college age. I could spend weeks writing a paper. Doing draft after draft you know, being annoying and asking people to proofread it, saying like, hey, can you, you know, read over my thesis, which I can't remember what a thesis is, but I remember you had to do a lot of reading over of it. I remember sometimes in the class, you do like a, a, a peer report or like a peer review where you would switch papers with some random that you didn't know. And then you were too nervous to say like anything negative. So it was just being like, wow, this was brilliant. Like, the sentence would be, um, the French Revolution started in blank year. And then you'll be like, oh my gosh, that was a brilliant sentence. My favorite part about that sentence was how you told us the year that the French Revolution started. I thought that was very informative um, and very well written. Like, it's all, like, BS. The most embarrassing part would be, like, every once in a while, I would do, like, the... like. Again, I would try, but, like, I don't... What the hell do I know? Like, how am I supposed to tell someone that their paper's bad when my paper's probably worse? So I would say, like, only positive things. And then I'd get my paper back, and I'd be paired up with the one person who was actually, like, ready to be, like, freaking Simon and Schuster. Like, ready to actually edit. And it's like, this sentence is wrong. Um, your grammar here's terrible. Spelling. Like, I love the passive-aggressive. Like, even how teachers would mark. Like, there'll be, like, just a bunch of question marks. They'll be like spelling. They'll be like um, sense question mark. <laughs> like what question mark? I'm not understanding this. Or the worst is when you gotta come see me, written in red at the top of your paper. That was awful. I hated doing that because then you knew you were in for like a ten minute monologue on how bad your writing sucked when you know it sucked because you did it all in the ten minutes before the class. Because a lot of times you would have to peer review like a, a first draft. And it's called, it's a first draft for a reason. It doesn't have to be good. It doesn't have to be the good draft. So I would just like, it out. 
Like, I would just be, like, literally the night before, like, and send, done, easy. Because, again, they were, the teacher wasn't reading it. It was just, like, a completion thing. Now, the problem is I would do the terrible first draft, and then it would be the day before the actual draft was due, and I'm like, ugh, I've basically already written it. Like, so what? Like, let me just turn this in. Like, let me just do, like, the bare minimum review, like, revisions that Simon & Schuster um, sent to me in the peer review section and then just hand this in. And you know what? For whatever reason, and this isn't even me bragging, I always got, like, a B plus. It didn't matter. Or maybe just a B. I'd always get a B. If I, if I spent week like, the rare times... I spent weeks, or maybe not weeks, but, like, I spent week <laughs> writing the paper, B. I did it the night before with minimal revision, minimal notes, B. So, like, what, what was that, like, what message was I supposed to get out of that? I would be psychotic to continue to put in all that effort. Because as I was saying in the beginning, I don't think I actually finished this thought, but my theory with procrastination is, am I really going to waste all that time and all that effort and all that stress and spread that out over a week? No, I'm going to, I'm going to get it done all in one sitting. And the one sitting is going to just happen to be the night before. Everyone has their own processes. So yes, you learn about yourself in school. I learned I'm a procrastinator and all I'll ever be good for is getting a B plus because again, that's like what I got. I was, I was just a B person. I was the B movie. They're actually, they're doing a sequel to the B-movie about me in, in school. And it's just me getting back my papers, flipping it over, and seeing that I got, that I got a B. The B-movie. But anyway, yes, we've made it to February. I believe the last episode was February as well. But I just didn't really acknowledge it because I might have recorded it in January. But I don't know, February, I have to say, least favorite time of year. For no other reason than it's just like nothing is, is really happening. I always used to say that winter was my favorite time of year. Uh, but how embarrassing for me because I've, since I've learned about how the seasons are structured, winter is actually happens to be my least favorite time of the year. Because I've, I've definitely talked about this before, but I always thought that like November and December were winter. Mm-mm. They're technically fall. Most of December falls in fall. I won't get into why that is wrong. But just go back into, I'm sure, like, 48 of the last episodes, even though there's already been, there's only been, like, 33, 48 of them are about me complaining and, and really pitching my pitch to the universe on how we need to fix that. We need to fix it. There's an easier way. There's an easier method. But I won't bore you with the details once again. But, yeah, there's really just nothing happening until I saw that the Shamrock Shake... The Shammy Shake is coming back in, like, mere weeks. Now, I'm pretty sure the Shamrock Shake is for St. Patrick's Day, which is, like, nowhere near now. I'm pretty sure that's, like, over a month away. But if they want to bring back the Shamrock Shake, I'm not going to complain. What I am going to complain about, because that is one of my favorite sports, is the presentation that they give the Shamrock Shake in Canada. Now... You're lucky, first of all, because I hate complaining. You know, I really do hate complaining about this because to get a shamrock shake at all means that you were lucky enough to pull up to the drive-thru when 
the machine was working, when the ice cream machine was working. We all know there's something wrong. Like, those things have, like, time limits on them. Like, they're only allowed to work for 10 minutes a day. Only allowed. I actually, I relate to the work ethic of those ice cream machines. Except I don't actually follow through with that. Like, I don't show up to work for 10 minutes and then leave and then, like, sometimes come back and then leave. Now, I think there's a conspiracy theory that the ice cream machines are a scapegoat for just the laziness of the employees, which I also respect. I've been a lazy employee before. I'm trying to turn it around in 2023, but it it happens, you know? But my, my top complaint of the Shamrock Shake, which I think is the new name of this podcast, my top complaints is the presentation that they give you um, in Canada. I've gotten a shamrock shake from the States, and they put it in a clear cup, as the Lord intended, with whipped cream, and I believe you might also get one of those fake cherries that you don't digest for seven years. Or so I've been told. About the seven years part, I know that they actually give them to you. But in Canada, they just give them to you in, like, the cup that you get a soda in. Like, what is that? Now, maybe it's a Save the Turtles no-plastic endeavor. That I would I would respect a bit more. But it's just, they could at least throw some whipped cream on it. Like, it's like, fully looks like you got a soda. You got a pop. You know? And it's just not, like, it, may, it tastes better with the whipped cream in the proper presentation. Like, I'm sorry. The Canadian Shamrock Shake, you have been chopped. Because presentation was part of the criteria. Presentation was part of our, you know, judging, the, the judges' scores. And the judges have determined that you have been chopped. Also, one time, I got a shamrock shake, and they put so much green stuff in it. And I was like, yes. Like, this is it. This is going to be the one. Uh, and it tasted like toothpaste. So I did not brush my teeth that night, because I feel like I had already done so. Don't ask how many cavities I've had. Also, if I remember correctly, they did one year where they merged the Shamrock Shake with Shrek. Like, it was like a Shrek shake. And I think that was, like, a genius idea. I wish I had thought of that. Speaking of genius ideas, where is Shrek 5? Like, where is it? I don't see any reason why Shrek 5 is not, like, in theaters already. Like, we should be on Shrek 8 by now. Like, what is wrong with us? What is wrong with us, truly? Everything gets rebooted. Everything gets like 10 sequels. No one wants to think of an original idea anymore. And that's fine. I respect it. I respect it. I wrote the same essays. I wrote the same essays over and over and over and over again. Like if ever there was an option to like pick what you wrote about. I can't remember what my topic was. But like I would just write about the same thing. And just kind of skew it. So that it, it fit the particular subject that I was taking at the time. But I get it. I I also wrote, I think, four essays on that book, 1984. I don't know. I don't know who it's by. It's it's apparently a classic. Um, I wouldn't know because I actually didn't read it. Four times this book came into my path. And I just, I just ignored it. Like, fully ignored it. I've probably spent more time Googling what happened in these books than it would have taken me to just actually read them. Like, I would go to such lengths. I would watch the movies. I would watch, like, if there was a TV show. And it would take me forever to watch because they were obviously boring. Like, if I had just sat, I would, I would Google 
the answers. I would pray that my teacher had just used some worksheet that someone else had posted with the answer online. I would tweak the response just enough to make it seem original. I would misspell some words so it wasn't obvious. And I would go on about my day. But had I just read the book, like, all that information would have been so much easier. But uh, but no regrets. No regrets. I can't spell regrets. Is that R-A-G... R E T S. Okay, speaking of regrets, I would like to I would like to mention something. I was watching a movie the other day, and it's a movie called The Parent Trap. I'm sure everyone's seen it. Speaking of I mean, speak of a classic. For anyone that doesn't know, it is a um splendid film. I, I think one of the, the best ever, scientifically, where Lindsay Lohan plays two people who are twins that were separated at birth. I don't exactly remember the details. But there was like a couple, one was British and one was American, and they had twin girls and then got divorced. And one took one kid. I think the mom took the one daughter back to Britain and one and the dad like kept one, the other kid in America. And I guess when you're a kid, it's more of like a kid's movie, which I believe is a remake. But I mean, we only really acknowledge the Lindsay Lohan movie. I guess when you're a kid watching that movie, you're like, oh, duh, that makes sense. Like equitable division of the assets you know you take half of the money and you take half of the kids but just thinking about it now like for the first time I really realized like that's awful like huh like who thought that that was a good idea also like how terrible could it have been to just like maybe meet somewhere in the middle like couldn't they have just moved like I think one was in like California the other one was in like London, like maybe move to New York, like in between the two places or like just figure it out because you had twins, like, like to truly be like, okay, let's just, yeah, let's just split the kids. Like what? And also then how did they pick? And maybe the movie addresses this. Did they do like any mini money mill situation was one like, I think this one always hated me. Like, let me take the other one. I have to rewatch the movie, even though I, I started watching it. When I said I watched it the other day, I mean, I, I watched the opening 10 minutes and then fell asleep. Also, I'm not really understanding how a rich person from London ends up at the same camp as, like, a farm girl from California. Like, that movie is a plot hole after plot hole, and I actually think it is irresponsible for them to put forth that narrative, because I bet you, I bet you someone did that in real life. I'm gonna Google it. Did anyone... Ready? We can do this together. Everyone go into Google and type, did anyone do Parent Trap... In real life. Also, like, how were they able to get the parents back together in the end if they hated each other so bad that they were willing to split their kids? In real life. Also, what if they had triplets? That would have... Yikes. Okay. Real life parent trap sees long-lost twins remarkably find each other. This is from mirror.co.uk, so don't sue me. Written by Danny Walker. So now everyone's had credit. Long-lost twins have revealed how they've remarca- they remarkably found each other despite being 4,000 miles apart. Appearing on This Morning, so-and-so and so-and-so's shocking tale was compared to The Parent Trap. In December 2012, a, fas- a French fashion student living in London stumbled upon a YouTube video featuring Samantha, an actress in Los Angeles. Okay, tell me why the parents hate each other. 
Yada yada. Okay, I'm gonna be really honest. This is a long article, so we're gonna we're just gonna we're gonna skip it. But my point is, how dare Disney display that um, type of behavior? Because obviously, people are gonna repeat it. My goodness, terrible. I just found not to pivot, but I just found a fidget spinner. I don't know if it's if it's picking up in the microphone. My very professional studio microphone, also known as my iPhone, not even a current iPhone. It's like my iPhone. 10 I had a home button until very recently so that's how you like that's what we're working with here but yeah to just to recap I mean if you are someone a loved one of yours anyone anyone that you know was involved in the writing of the parent trap just like give your head a shake because what what is happening here like who who in Disney Studios wrote that on the whiteboard of ideas and everyone was like you know what that's it. They split the kids at birth. Like, I, I totally understand, like, maybe they were adopted or, like, one was, like, abducted even. I know that's a little, like, harsh for the Disney network. Although, is it? Because in every movie, a Disney, there's, like, death in every Disney movie. It, at the beginning, the parent dies every single time. So, like, maybe we could handle it, you know? Just maybe. Speaking of not being able to handle things, you know I like to be you know, as open and honest on this thing as, as I can. Because again, cue the, the weekly reminder. I know that no one listens to this. Don't, don't worry if, you, if you've tuned in randomly and thought, oh my God, what a loser. Thinks he's talking to people. You know, he knows he's not. That made it worse. I know that I'm not. I know, I get it. Um, but I just pretend that there is because it's just less sad that way. Um, but I would like to admit to the masses... Um, I don't know if I've talked about my my cooking journey. I've been on a cooking journey. Um, and by that, I mean in the last month or so, I've maybe cooked three times. And the first two times, like, let me tell you, not that bad. I've never considered myself a, a chef, but I I can follow a recipe. Like, I can't, I can't do, like, um, like, let me put stuff in a pan and, like, like be like, oh, this needs more cardamom or whatever or like this needs salt like i have no idea how that works but if you follow a recipe and i have the correct measuring spoons i can figure it out so i've made i've successfully made a few things um and i was getting i was getting confident i was getting overconfident and i thought you know what i'm gonna make chicken wings now chicken wings seem easy and i bet you are but i still found a way to mess it up um I didn't really realize that you can't just put straight barbecue sauce into the oven. Like like chicken wings like drenched like raw chicken wings into bar- into barbecue sauce into the oven. That will burn. If anyone didn't know, it will burn. And then like it won't like fully burn in the beginning. Like you'll put them in and then like maybe you'll go it's like get a snack because that's my favorite thing to do while cooking is eating. It's like by the time everything cooked, like especially it has to be in the oven for a long time, like I'm pretty much full. But I was like eating chips or whatever, or sorry, you could be eating chips or whatever. And then you're like, hmm, it looks like there's like um, almost like a haze in my kitchen. Not, not a smoke, but a haze. So let me turn on that oven fan thing. You know the thing above the oven? It's like, well, I guess it's, I would assume a lot of places with the ovens have the, like the fan, like the kitchen fan. Let me turn that on. 
And then I'm like, oh, it's like getting a little bit worse. But I, I open the oven, or sorry, you open the oven and you check and it's like, oh, it's not burning. Like it doesn't look like it's burning. So we're good. And then you hear the dreaded noise. Beep, 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 beep. Which in my house pretty much means dinner's ready. It's just, it's just a dinner bell. Like I didn't think I realized that it was the smoke detector until much later than I should, you know? I think I just thought that, that meant like dinner was ready. It was like the universal sign or something. But apparently no. Apparently that means your food is burning. So I looked and it didn't look like it was burning. Now the problem is, if you think about it, barbecue sauce is pretty much the same color as burnt. So when it was time to flip my chicken wings... And I got a, what you would say a, as a closer look. I, and I was intermittently having to like fan off the smoke detector because I was alone. I was doing this alone. Normally I have a sous chef. Well, not normally, but if one had a sous chef, you could implore the sous chef to like fan the smoke detector. Life hack. If your smoke detector is going off and you know for a fact that it is because of your cooking. In the back of my head, I was like, no, this definitely isn't my cooking. Like, there's definitely like a fire somewhere in my house. So I did like a, a once around and I checked and there actually wasn't. And I was in fact the problem. But get a kitchen, a, ki- a kitchen towel. Every good chef has one. Use your chef hat if you have nothing else. And just kind of wave it and waft it around the area of the smoke detector. And it'll turn off. Now you have to keep doing that. Like you can stop doing it when the smoke detector comes off. And then go and look at your burnt chicken wings. But if you're gone too long without wafting, the smoke detector is going to come back on. Like, I'm pretty sure my neighbors, I'm actually offended. I'm extremely mad that my neighbors, not, not one of them came to check on me. Not one of them maybe thought to report the incident to someone that had a fire hose that could save me. Like, how rude. Basically, I know, like, not to rely, you know, all, all, we, all I have is me out here. It's tough. Although it is kind of funny. Like, I feel like anytime someone hears a fire alarm, they're like, oh, no, that's a drill. Like, I've been in hotels, and, like, the fire alarm will be going on, and it's like, evacuate. And people are like, no, 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 trust me. Like, this is fake. This is a drill. And it's like, well, are you ready to find out that it's a drill, like, when it's too late? So anyway, long story short, um, my chicken wings were burnt. Not all of them, though, just half of them, because I, I elected a different recipe on the other half. And this is just, like, not the economic, it's not the economic time to be, you know, burning food. And unfortunately, I can't go to Costco and say, hi, can I have a refund on these chicken wings? And then they say, why? And I say, well, my smoke detector will tell you why. Although I feel like Costco, I I feel like I've known people that have returned stuff that they didn't even buy at Costco back to Costco. I'm going to think about it. Oh, speaking of, as we were talking about before, I have like such a wide reach and like such a platform. I'm going to use it to speak to the inventors of hair gel. If you or someone you've known invented the hair gel that I use, I can't remember what type it is, but I mean, you'll know, you'll know it when I describe it. Um, Can we not have it evaporate after like three hours? Just because it's like, it, it's a little bit of an irritant when I'm walking around, you know, just performing my average duties and like my hair starts flopping out of what I hair gelled it to be. I got in a terrible pattern of having to gel my hair in COVID because I think like many people did, I got a self haircut 
or like a DIY at home haircut. Actually, I was the only person in my house that didn't cut it. So it was not a self cut. It was a, my brother cut it. And then I think my dad got involved. And then my mom tried to fix it with, while being directed by my sister, it was a lot. But basically since then, it's been cut in like a style that needs to be reinforced with hair gel. And then I went through about a two-year period where I was able to wear a hat during any endeavor. So, like, at home I was wearing, like, indoors I was wearing hats. At work I was able to wear a hat. But I've unfortunately exited that phase of my life. Um, So we're back to hair gel. And I recently discovered that if you use a brush to brush your hair after the hair gel, it looks a lot better. But I'm still having the... um, the issue of it just doesn't it just doesn't stay so any tips i'm looking yeah so chicken wing and hair gel tips are very much welcome i take you know people are like no unsolicited advice i'll take it whatever whatever you have for me like any any tips any tricks i'll take it i don't care i know i'm a mess i never claimed to not be so like if you have any any tips i mean if it's like you're you're sending me like how to not talk like you have a sinus infection that leave you can leave that like I know it's bad I'm working on it. it 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 hasn't been going away it's just my voice it's 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 very natural actually today I sound a bit um a bit stuffier than usual I think there's a cold going around and I feel like I'm doing everything in my power to not get it and I'm actually doing a pretty good job I'm like manifesting not having this cold and I'm and I've been fighting it off like pretty well. Every once in a while, I feel like a, like a sneak of a symptom. Or like I sneeze and I'm like, it got me. But it has not got me yet. You know what's kind of like a wild um, medical phenomena? Like that half an hour where you're, you go from like not sick at all or like maybe very, very mildly sick to like, I need to be in bed. Does that ever happen? And it's always like... like in the evening, it's like 6.30, you're like maybe feeling like the throat's a little dry, and then you put on one episode of something, and then by the end of the episode, you're like, you need DayQuil, or like, I guess NyQuil if it's at night. It's a, it's a, very, it's a very specific area of medicine, or, or the doctoral community. It's very similar to in COVID, or the, like the very beginning, where that, that half an hour happened, where we went from like, this is kind of looking bad to like everything is shut down. Like the NBA shut down. Someone got COVID. I can't remember who, like a famous, the first famous person got COVID. It was like, it was like, we went from like, oh, this could be bad to like, oh, like we're not leaving the house for months. Even though I sometimes am grateful for the fact that we really, really believed in two weeks to flatten the curve. Like, and I'm, and I'm, I, I, I'm sure, like, the people saying two weeks to flatten the curve, like, believed that too. Like, we obviously, no one had been through this before, so it's, I'm not complaining for once, finally. But, like, we were really thinking, like, okay, two weeks and this whole thing. And I even thought two weeks was a long time. I'm like, there's no way we're going to be stuck at home for two weeks. And we weren't stuck at home for two weeks. I was, I was right about that but not necessarily the other parts. We are coming up on the third anniversary of that whole saga, which is kind of crazy. I mean, three years is like, and what I do, I I do wish we had like a moment where it was like, okay, 
it's done. Because it's not, it's not really... It's, is it done? It's not not done. But I'm sure it's still a problem. Let me Google it if it's still considered a... Is COVID still a pandemic? <coughs> Whoa. Whoa, excuse me. It's happening. That was weird. That was very timely. Um, um, okay, whoa. Not looking good. Will COVID stop being a global emergency? That is a great question. Okay, so it's technically still considered a pandemic. Okay, so we're still in pandemia. Well, that's not good. At least we're working our way out. I hope that that never happens again for obvious reasons. But also, like, if it does, like, we're going to know it's like, it's more like, you know, 128 weeks to flatten the curve. Like, the curve did not go down without a fight. As unfortunate as that reality was, the curve did not go down without a fight. That's so crazy that that happened. Every once in a while, I'm like, what the hell? So scary. Obviously terrible. And then the poor, like, like head doctor people of each, like, province and state and whatever, who, like, the, the last 10 people to have their job, like, probably didn't have to deal with, like, an eighth of the stress that they did. Like, horrible timing. Like, imagine you got hired in that role, like, like November 2019. And you're like, oh my gosh, finally, like I worked my way up. I can, I can be the head person. I just kind of, you know, oversee some stuff, sign some papers, be a doctor every once in a while. You had another thing coming. Big yikes. But yes, what I was saying is I wish that we had like a moment of, okay, it is done. And then we like throw a party. But I'm starting to think that that moment isn't happening because it's just, it, it's ever evolving, you know? Like this podcast. When we started, we um, used real microphones. We had mic stands. We had a computer involved. We had like some sort of a adapter to connect all of that equipment. I edited it. I did GarageBand. And now it's just me on a beanbag chair in my phone with, with no notes. The amount, I'm telling you, the amount of notes I had for episode one. I basically put together a PowerPoint. I worked on it for weeks beforehand. I edited it for probably a week before. I think we recorded it like three weeks before it even came out. And like, I'm recording this, the end of this, 10.03 p.m. the night before it comes out, having no forethought about what I'm going to talk about on a beanbag chair recording into my phone. Like, a laptop is not part of this process anymore. No, I guess you could argue that that is a, a devolving, a de-evolution. Is that the word? Degress? Regress? Is de-evolution a word? I'm Googling it. My Google histories are always weird after this. De-evolution? I'm also the worst speller. Um, it might be a... F- oh, yeah, Devolution, the transfer or delegation of power to a lower level. Okay, no, this is not sounding like me. 
Um, anyway, before I become a spelling bee, which I was in a spelling bee once, the word was ponder. And I was like, yikes. I never heard that word before. I thought it was a fake word. I thought it was just a trick, uh, but apparently not. I believe I spelled it P-O-U-N-D-R, which is pounder. Also not certain that that is a word. The correct spelling was P-O-N-D-E-R. But let me tell you, I had never been more relieved in my life because it meant that I didn't have to continue being in the spelling bee. Like I lost, I'm like, not a, not a, not such a bad word. Like it's not like I spelled because wrong. Big elephants can always understand small elephants. It was like ponder, which if you, if you listen to it, it's like pawn, like P-O-U, ponder. And let me tell you, never spelled that word wrong after. Never really used that word after. Never really had to use that word. Um, because again, at the time, I'd, I'd never heard of it. Um, I knew what a pond was. I assumed it had something to do with water. Turns out it was more something to do with thinking. But yeah, ponder. I got got. Anyway, thank you so much. If you've, if you've gotten to the end of this, I really appreciate it. Um, hope you have a stellar week. We're going into the Super Bowl weekend. Isn't that exciting? We can recap all the commercials next week. I'm sure I'll be asked to be in one for 2024. We can put that on the vision board. The vision board? Vision board? Ponder? We can ponder that for the new year. Um, but yeah, as I say every week, you can find us anywhere. Podcasts can be listened to. For, not anywhere, really, but pro- probably like most places. Like Apple... Spicify, YouTube, yeah, YouTube. Um, I was second guessing myself. We are on YouTube. We're also on SoundCloud, but only the uh, number of episodes that they'll allow you to post for free on SoundCloud. I'm not the most fiscally responsible person, but I'm like, listen, I'm not going to start paying for like second tier services like to feature this podcast that again, no one listens to. Um, but yeah, YouTube, Spotify. Apple Podcasts, I think Stitcher, I think you can tell your Alexa to play the Nobody Asked for This Podcast, Um, and then she'll probably play like someone else's podcast with the same name, because it's not the most original name, Um, but we'll be in there somewhere, Um, and then we also have a website, podcastnobodyaskforthis.podbean.com, and then you can listen to the shows there, and you can see all our social media, we're on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok. Our TikTok's more of a it's an it's more of an archive I would say more of a vault, um, of TikToks from like the first couple months of the podcast. Even I mean I guess in the grand scheme of things it's not that long ago, but I'll get back I promise. Um, and yeah, I really if you listen to this like, truly thank you, and if you didn't, which is most of the population, I don't know I don't I don't know what to say. You're missing out I guess. <laughs> We will see you next week. Or more correctly, I will see you next week. Or, I mean, most correctly, you may hear me next week. Goodbye.